Listening to Ice Town Clowns, a podcast reviewing every episode of NBC's Parks and Recreation. I'm Katie. As always, I'm Jacob. And wait, no, not as always. Jesus, you were not here last week. Or I know. It, it, last it, week. It's been a, <laughs> you correctly identified the joke. It's been a, well. I'm going to point out jokes this week then, because it's been a long time since we've done this, and I'm a little rusty. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for bearing with us through our technical difficulties um, slash holidays slash jobs that kept us from posting an episode for so long. Cool, cool, cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. So this week, week, month, I don't know. Who knows when this will air? Uh, it's the one with are... Joe Biden. It's not, Oh, did man. you watch the wrong episode? I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm <laughs> joking. I understand. I like, too bad, Jacob. <laughs> I understand that you are in Iowa, and this month, every time you go to a store or something, it's the one with Joe Biden because of the caucuses <laughs> being less than a month away. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, so, so is my block. Uh. All right, we are reviewing Season 5, Episode 8, Pawnee Commons, which I don't think has Joe Biden in it. Nope. Although, I will admit, I'm not 100% sure. Whenever two or three are gathered together in his name, he is amongst them. (laughs) This episode originally aired November 29th, 2012, Alex, it was written by Alexandra Rushfield and directed by Morgan Sackett. And the summary is, Leslie wants to reject a great park idea just because the designer comes from Eagleton. Tom begins his new business with a new fiscal approach, and Andy and April find a way to make Andy's new security job more exciting. This is a much and- better episode than last week. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Andy and April have a C-plot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get mine. (laughs) So this episode starts with um, the NPR impression, which is really just one of the best things this show does. We, I could just, we could just recite every line from this to each other for comedic effect because everything about it is perfect. I know. Research shows that our listeners really like jazz. A bat signal for listeners who may not know. <laughs> Are those the, like, it, it, not the main guy Leslie's talking to, but the other guy. Is is that the actual NPR voice guy? Because it sure sounds like it. I don't think so. I think they're just good at doing this. <laughs> I mean, Actually, it's, it's go ahead. No, I saw an article uh, this week wondering whether NPR is normalizing Trump because of the way they speak in their normal, calm voice about the things going on in the Makes world Makes you feel today. like it's not a crisis. And it seems like this is not really the end of the world. <laughs> like, That's there a might good be something point. to that. Oh, man. Could you imagine how uh, you would react if you turned on NPR and they were actually <laughs> shouting about something? <laughs> that would be... That would be just really tur- upsetting. If you turned it on and it just was crossfire. Yeah. <laughs> or if you required um, them to do crossfire in the NPR voice. 
Oh, I mean, a thousand percent. I'm in for NPR Crossfire. It's called Left, Right, and Center, and it uh, aired every week from some station yeah, in Los Angeles. Yeah, but that, that's not NPR Crossfire. That's, that's its own thing. Okay. John Stewart never All tried right, to end that. Four minutes in. You talked about NPR enough? You ready? I love nope. NPR. You know what, know, you know what NPR do. does? Podcasts. Have you heard of podcasts? It's true. They're a, a convenient way to get excellent audio content delivered directly to your ears. I recently tried to get my boss to listen to podcasts, and he was like, but where would I find them? And I was like, the podcast app on your phone? And he stared at me just completely <laughs> blank, and I was like, oh, buddy. So research and listeners, if you good, good. listeners, if you send if you send us ten dollars now, we can keep <laughs> talking about NPR and make excellent content to remind you of how much you like NPR from podcasts like ours. So there are rumors that Apple might release a version of its podcast app for Android. Uh, research shows that Android phone users listen to far fewer podcasts than uh, iPhone users oh, in part because, because it's harder to find. Well, actually Google includes, or they used to at least uh, a built in podcast playing app, but it's so connected with the iPod um, from way back in the day that people don't, people think that podcasts are an iPhone thing. <laughs> and interesting. Yeah. So Apple is thinking about cashing in on that in some way. Um, all right, the guys, we should start the show podcasts. now that we're done with the commercials. Okay, yeah. so Leslie goes on NPR to solicit ideas from the community for designing this park. Um, and they're all garbage, except for this very fancy one with a designer from Eagleton. I don't know, Katie. It seems like maybe you should go help that artistic criminal. <laughs> He does sound like he needs a lawyer. Uh, also, let's work on our verbiage, but I mean, it's okay. That, well, yeah, yes, yes, that was the point. You correctly identified the other joke. I, well, I mean, he uh, he did name his piece, I did it, or I'm guilty. I can't remember what it said. Oh, yeah. Um, Who's moving yeah. your, their microphone around? That's me. I'm sorry. I was That's trying it. to untangle a cord. I'll stop. Um... Yeah. I will say, I, I think, yeah, I think, like, this is when we start to get into Leslie's view of Eagleton. And, yeah, we well, haven't really ever seen it before. Of course and, we have. We saw yeah, no, I, she was discovered she was born there. There have been plenty of episodes about Eagleton. Was, yeah, no, I meant, okay. I meant in this episode. Okay. And, like, this oh. is where, like, this is, like, we start to get into it here in this episode, and, like, it's just, it so perfectly encapsulates how Midwesterners are towards, like, other places in the Midwest specifically. I mean, just, like, Iowans' views towards Minnesota and Nebraska and all of the others. Like, I know to you guys, it's all one giant middle of the country, but, like, we effing hate Minnesota and Iowa. Let's be clear. We? we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh I, I live in Iowa. So oh I don't know if that's goodness. I don't know if that's true, Jacob. My my father grew up in Iowa, and he was born in Minneapolis, and nobody ever gave him any problems about that. Well, he's basically Leslie then. Your face born is in born in the northern elitist place where the good salt of the earth people live down here. 
I do think, I mean, so she's talked about Eagleton before. They've sort of alluded to it. But I do think this is the episode that really solidifies, like, we get a lot more details about the town, that it's, like, really this rivalry, them looking down on Pawnee. Like, stuff yeah. that becomes big later really starts in this episode. Well, what I noticed is that we had the voice of Homer Simpson playing the NPR guy at the start of the show. And do we want to talk about NPR for a minute? Um, but Oh, well, but, I do like NPR. <laughs> but then at the later in the show, we get the origin of Eagleton, which is the origin of Shelbyville. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I oh, I didn't realize that was the voice of Homer Simpson. See, I didn't <laughs> even get all the crossovers here. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. It's I, I'm, I'm Dan Castellaneta always plays the NPR yeah. host on this show. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um. That's the only note I wrote about this scene is all the stuff about Eagleton. But I think basically she refuses to. Um, consider this proposal because the person is from Eagleton and Ben tries to convince her they have to at least go meet with yeah. him. Ben is also very impressed by uh, Reston and invites them sorry, invites him to their wedding almost immediately upon meeting him. Right, right, right. Oh, uh, to have so few people on your invite list that you can just hand out invitations like they're candy. I well, to be fair, they haven't started planning it, so. But they're getting married. Those a few months I, yeah it's crazy those early heady days of a wedding of wedding planning where everything is possible yes yeah, yeah describe that feeling jacob oh <laughs> 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 um, so then in our b plot tom has found a space to rent for rent a swag um and so this is my major question for this episode what day is all of this taking place? Because the clothing one. choices suggest it's all one day. It appears to be like a work day, yet they're all I I disagree. Just not in the office. I don't think it's a work day. I think it's a weekend. I think that on the weekend Ben and Leslie went over to Eagleton to see the park because City Hall is clearly closed when mm. uh uh Andy and April Andy are and doing April their are there. silly Yet, stuff. Yet, there's a person there. Several well, people. you know, I could see people coming into a government building uh, on the weekend to get a little extra work done. Our public servants sure. in this country are dedicated and hardworking. That's true. And I think that might happen every now and then. That's true. You're right. That's yeah. true. Some uh, of it, our friends from the American Federation of State and Local Municipal Employees. <laughs> ah, damn it. I fucked it up. <laughs> Guys, we gotta we gotta do this more. <laughs> we gotta stay in the rhythm. You know what I really like about NPR is how they keep shows running long past their expiration date, <laughs> and maybe the show has lost its point. Maybe people are just listening out of habit, but still, on it goes. That, Apropos that, nothing. That 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 prairie home remains companioned. It is 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 Kirk just continually bringing up NPR the sideshow Bob stepping on rakes of our podcast? <laughs> it is now. Um, I do like Tom's line, much like women in the '90s stand-up comedy routines. Tommy be shopping. 
thought that was funny. He also <laughs> refers to a cravat. Oh, yeah. What's a cravat? I actually had the same question, and then I didn't look it up. A cravat is like, it's like a, uh, a sort of a necktie from the 17th century. It's like sort of a busy, flowing amount of fabric wrapped around a, a, a man's neck. It's uh, okay. akin to, okay. Akin yeah, to like yeah. an ascot. Yes. Okay. I can visualize. Sure. Okay. Um, there's a raccoon there. Yes. No one other than Jerry seems that concerned. <laughs> Let's. Do we know if this is the raccoon's side of town? <laughs> it might be. He needed cheap rent. All right, guys. I gotta move my computer to plug it in, so I'm gonna mute myself. Uh, just you know, keep on talking. No, this is this is top notch content. We're gonna just roll. I know, guys. We're doing so good today. So, so then we go to uh, so then we go to the Five Mile Grounds Park in uh, in Eagleton, where uh, Ben and Leslie meet with Reston St. James for the first time. Yes, and he is charming and played by an actor who I immediately recognize, but don't actually know where I know him from. He's totally uh, Joey Pants, that guy. Joey Pants, that guy. Okay, yeah, yes. You don't yes. listen to the rewatchables. It's another I podcast. Podcasts are a great thing. Do you know that you can get <laughs> podcasts in a number of different apps on your iPhone, not just the podcast app? Um, okay, that yeah. was a disaster. You all clearly need me. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, a, a fundamental question about the premise of this episode. What's his fucking face okay. designed a park before he left at the end of season two? Brandanaquits. Yes. So did they just forget? Did they throw it out? Oh, was I think part- this show has, I think this show has definitely forgotten about Mark Brandanowitz. That part's not easy, hard to answer. I'm just saying, like, did they, like, from the characters' perspectives, did I don't know? Was was the, the park he designed as boring as his face? Like, what <laughs> he, happened here? He and his park both went to Mandyville. Yeah, I bet there are lots of parks in Mandyville. Oh, I bet there are. For all the Mandy's to run around in. Can you imagine for, what it was for like? For listeners who don't know, Mandyville was a reference <laughs> to. I, I was just thinking, you know, they should do a podcast that is NPR episodes doing the news during the Bartlett administration on the West Wing. Oh, shit. I would listen to that. Maybe that's what uh, Rishikesh and um, Josh, Josh Molina. Molina can do next. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. And maybe they can explain to us why Roslyn was treated as though it was a town in Virginia and not, like, a metro stop. Uh, um, I mean, we're making up countries. It's okay to make up towns in Virginia. I suppose. Uh, so then we get a tour of Five Mile Grounds Park on Segways. On Segways. People love Segways. They're going to redesign I've never. I've never been on one. I haven't, but I did like that video where George W. Bush fell over on one. I watched that many times. <laughs> I, I can only think of Joe Bluth anytime I see a Segway. Yeah, it's, it's deep- just like, yes. So the park is a little obnoxious, and I have to wonder how a town, uh, even one of Eagleton's personal means, would be able to afford a park like this. Their budget must be pretty crazy. Um, you know, yeah. this this does definitely look like a town in Indiana. 
that would have a wine cave. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Am I allowed to, I'm, a, I'm allowed to make that joke. Yes, you are. It's in. You yeah. can't get it out because I edit. So, um, <laughs> and you don't listen, so you'll never know. You'll never it's, know. It's true. <laughs> um. Yeah. So this park is crazy, and the general attitude of Eagletonians towards Pawnee people and the wealth that the people in Eagleton <laughs> express having. I have a question, which is, where do the people who work for Eagleton's Parks Department and city government live? Like, how Presumably much are they paying? Pawnee. How much are they paying their municipal employees? Right, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, presumably, presumably they, you know, it's it's like the town in Veronica Mars, right? You know, they uh, they all live in the poor part of town, which is Pawnee. Although I feel like somebody is like might flicking with answer. something in their hand, and it's like, oh yeah, okay. yeah. Katie, sorry, <laughs> sorry. These, I'm in my son's room, and there are these magnet tiles, and they're so fun. Katie, <laughs> um, <laughs> I need you to do better. <laughs> Okay. It's, it's been a really rough day, guys. We, we are just knocking it out of the park in 2020. Folks, we promise you a whole year of this sort of quality content. Uh, we're going to look over the course of the podcast and be like, God, our, our listenership really took a nosedive. Um, it's because okay. Jacob so made a joke there's... about wine caves. and hmm. <laughs> I already made a wind cave joke and a wine cave joke. Like, people are going to think we recorded this a lot longer ago than we did. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a C-plot where Andy is a security guard and he's bored. So April comes to visit him at work and then they engage in just very long and involved role play. And I just like, these people have so much time on their hands. I just, I can't, I was like... I couldn't even find it charming. I was just annoyed that they had so much free time yeah. that they could do this for a day. Do you remember being you know what you don't, in your 20s you, and being like that, where you could just do nothing and had nothing on your list to accomplish every day? Ugh. I, like, vaguely recall it, but I, I can't even, I can't even Katie, access those emotions. I mean, Katie, there was a time you and I hung out for days on end just watching TV while... The people we were living with, your husband and Trent, uh, were at work. And, uh, uh, like, we used to get to live that life. And I still I, do. I don't remember it. I truly don't. I mean, I remember that, but, like, you know. What it felt like? What it felt like? No idea. Well, I mean, it leads Andy to get existential. It's true. He Yes. No, he finally had some deep thoughts and thought they were boring. But... Yes. Uh, so Leslie, they go to, you know, they're at this park meeting with Reston, and Leslie confronts him about why somebody from Eagleton would want to design a Pawnee Park. And, you know, I don't blame him for, or blame her for being a little annoyed with Ben here. Like, he's being a little ridiculous in his yeah. love. All I'm going to say is I would not want to go car shopping with Ben. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. That's a good point. That's he, a good point. He, he seems like an easy mark. It's, I don't know that it's completely in character from, like, the Ben that we first met, who's very into, like, 
numbers and budgets and reality and you know i mean he was sort of introduced as this character that was and, the and is over man. little sebastian and right yeah right so apparently apparently pawnee called eagleton and eagleton wasn't home after a tornado <laughs> in which, 1988 yeah i think that was just funny yes i agree uh and i i actually like you know i don't know where we are on this plot but when they go back to the uh to the department and and uh reston talks to them about his vision for the park which again they already have a park design from brindinovitz um <laughs> and they kind of agree to let like look at the at the model and he sends it over and it's it's awesome i mean it's truly a park that I think yeah. captures the spirit of Pawnee. Why don't our parks in Alexandria? I'm going to talk to people about this. Why don't our parks in Alexandria have food troughs? I know. I was like, I know. I was like, this is a great idea. I don't know why everyone is getting so mad. <laughs> um, so, because so, I think we jump ahead a little bit yeah, back I, in a in a Tom's uncompensated and, and, labor. Right, at Rent a Swag. There is DJ Roomba. I was excited to see DJ Roomba come back. I, I gotta say, it feels like Tom's got a lot of non-union contracting going on here. <laughs> and in the long run, I think that's just gonna cost him more money by having... I'm sure Ron could do things to guild standards, but I think the rest of these people, he'd be better just paying somebody to do this and not have to pay somebody to redo it in six months. Yeah, I, I mean, I think obviously they're just trying to show us the dramatic heel turn that he's done in terms of how he's approaching expenses with his business. And this is certainly a better version of Tom that we are seeing emerge here. Uh, the, the the color of the walls does look like dried phlegm. And <laughs> it is a very sad story. It's a very sad story. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, when you're young, and Tom is, I think, fairly young at this point, you do tend to rely on your friends to help you move. Now, normally it's move into an apartment or move from one apartment to another, but I guess in this case it's moving into a store. But right, didn't we right. literally already do the Tom doesn't compensate his friends for helping him move his apartment plot line? Has that, has that happened? I don't yeah, that, that happened. That That's when we introduced God. DJ Roomba. Yep. Oh, yeah. I... We, no memory. Yeah, we, we literally, like, I, that was a, a, a little point I had. It was like, kind of think we've already been here. I get that he's now applying it to his business, but the just kind of sociopath Tom who's not who's expecting his friends to take care of him, kind of feel like we've already been here and done this. But yeah, I did enjoy the part. They seem to have volunteered. I, fair enough. I did enjoy the part where Chris... Uh, uh, <laughs> shows off a piece of wood and says, before I made this, it was bigger. <laughs> is this our first explicit name reference to Dr. Richard Nygaard? I don't think no, it is. No. I think okay. he's been saying it. Um, yeah. I think, when he talks yeah. about his therapist. Um, I do not think that Chris should spend a lot of time around Ron and power tools, because I feel like... <laughs> In reality, Ron would just kill him after like an hour. I don't know. I, I, I think that a lot of the later part of this show reveals that Ron is a better dad 
than one might think he would be. And yeah. he's, he's being a pretty good dad to Chris here, you know, giving him projects to go do on his own. That's true. That's true. Um, I... I don't know how long it takes us to move away from this plot, but I am ready to move away from the Chris Traeger is sad, like, just, like, putting it in every episode because they're unsure of what to do. I say that every week. I'm sure I'm going to say it again, but it's just... Come on, guys. It's okay. We won't remember. <laughs> it's true. Um, let's see. Oh, Leslie, or Ben tries to make Leslie apologize for how mean she's been to uh what's the guy's name Reston Reston St. James James. this is some good Amy Poehler improv work yeah it is it's it's fun it's it's fun I do question why Reston is hanging out for these people to insult him when he was trying to do something nice for them like (laughs) why his attitude is not okay then I'm gone well he, he does at some point say that he doesn't think Leslie and he should work together on this project and Ben dives in and tries to to, to shut right. that down. I don't know that I love Ben being like, "You need to apologize." Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's she not does. Wrong, I mean, but she he, does. He, he is right, and sometimes <laughs> it's the job of one's partner to tell them when they're wrong. So. Yeah, there's something about just like the way it was phrased. Just like you need to apologize, Missy. I just, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't but, say Missy. <laughs> I know, but his tone, his tone said Missy. <laughs> We're canceling Ben Wyatt now. Yep. <laughs> We're coming for him. Um, also, my note is Leslie apologizing here. This is like spot on what happens when I make my four-year-old apologize. Yep. <laughs> this is this entire thing and walking around and trying to change the subject and pointing at other things <laughs> and finally like mumbling it just a tiny bit. Like that's, that's it. Um, I think Amy Poehler had toddlers when she was doing this. So I'm going to guess that's where her inspiration comes from um Tom buys pizza that's my next note I do like Ron's line if there were more food and fewer people it would be a perfect party yeah I wrote that down too amen (laughs) the look of disappointment on Jerry's face when he sees the little pizza and the two sprites (laughs) he's like pretty angry like for Jerry this is a lot of emotion yeah Andy then uh, finds a lost child. Yeah, yeah this sh- happens. Sure, it's uh, uh, less. That's that's my entire note. Can we move on? Well, so we'll just talk about this whole thing with the child. I find it very weird that they had to throw in like a lesson here. Like the plot couldn't just be April and Andy running around being silly. Like it had to be like Andy learns. That his real self is better. Because it, it's its not—it's a weird lesson. It doesn't make any sense. And I just don't know why there had to be like a moral at the end of this C-plot. And, and one that he's going to unlearn 12 times. It's, it's <laughs> very Boy Meets World. Yes. So, I don't know. Um, I, I thought it was fine. And it kind of shows what his life as a security guard is going to be like. So... <laughs> that's true 
Um, we so get to then, look at the model. Yep. Two mean people from Reston's firm come over and bring a model that um, mocks Pawnee. And they are over-the-top caricature. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, they don't, they don't need to be realistic. It's just... This- yeah, this is the part where Andy, where Andy runs in and asks if anybody's seen Hitler, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I enjoyed um, that. I enjoyed yeah. that and the um, the one incident at the very end where the little boy, after they deliver him to his mom, thanks Andy and Miss Hitler. Right. <laughs> uh, shouldn't be funny. Like, it's not that great of a joke yet. Yeah, I definitely laughed. I mean, I assume... And hope that everyone whose family name was Hitler has changed it. Changed it. We looked this up the other day about, like, what were his remaining family members. And there are a few, like, extended family members in Germany who still have the last name. That's gross. Yeah. Um, I, I think you just go with the last name of whoever you marry then. Right, right. <laughs> This would be a very narrow niche problem that people would have. <laughs> people with horrifying, like I wonder, beyond a support beyond, group for people with fascist last names, or just horribly, horribly, you know, awful family or people with their last name. Like, like, are there any Dahmers left in the world right. or in the United States, or did they all change their names? Well, but as we've learned through other pop culture, those are the only people who could have power was if they had the right family name. And yes, uh, right came like came from that because you couldn't possibly rise to power and change the world if you weren't the random grandkid of some previously dead person. Yes, I'm still bitter. I just hope someday <laughs> that Disney gets its act together and does a sequel to The Last Jedi, which was awesome. Yeah, I yep. I agree. It, Knives Out was great. Knives Out was great. It was really good. All right, we're drifting. I can't, I can't I actually, participate in this conversation because I haven't seen any of these movies. So. Oh, I... Um, I mean, I've seen should, the last there, I, 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 There's an NPR piece about Knives Out that you should listen to. It's very soothing and, in, and inform, informative. Oh, okay. I do want to I do want to see it. Yeah. Um, I recently watched Hustlers. That's how behind I am in watching my <laughs> movies. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, Ben is very angry, and he's determined to go over and talk to Reston because he cannot believe that Reston would do something like this. And then Leslie commits several crimes. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Katie believes something is a crime? Well, no, it shouldn't be. But things that are, <laughs> by statute, crimes. Wow, um, wow. That's conceding a lot. No, it's where... In in at least one state, there is still a crime on the books that gets charged for making an arson threat. And the only thing required of making an arson threat is saying the words, like, I'm going to burn this down. So I make a lot of arson threats, like, all the time. What even is attempted murder? They don't <laughs> give an award for it. They don't give a Nobel Prize for attempted chemistry. No, attempted physics. Damn it! I, ha- I have an attempt murder case coming up. I'm thinking about just throwing it in. <laughs> I would like to call Sideshow Bob. 
Mayor Quimbley uh, has let this town down. He's even allowed the release of dangerous three-time attempted, <laughs> convicted attempted murderer Sideshow Bob from prison. Vote Sideshow Bob for mayor. <laughs> um, oh, so Ben goes to meet with Reston, and Reston tells him that he has absolutely nothing to do with the prank and that he fired the people. I So I realize in the end he sends over a model, but I'm going to tell you I don't believe him. Yeah, I, like, I was don't waiting. believe he didn't send those people. Oh, I didn't either. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop to the point that I was – expecting the second model to be garbage too like this this my brain remembered this episode with the eagletons being jerks at the end right mine too mine too um and so then leslie comes and sprays him with shaving cream it's like i mean it's better than arson you know it's shaved this whole place down there's the there's the defense attorney yeah, I it mean, still could be an assault. But I mean, it's not arson, right? So this yep. other podcast that Jacob and I listen to has a segment where they have a lawyer come on at the end of every episode and like go through um, the, crimes the crimes that occurred on the episode. And I was like, damn it, we should have done that. That would have been great. I mean, a lot of work yeah. for me, so no. But there used to be a website that contemporaneously with the initial run of the office every week would post a blog post describing the um litigation possibilities and potential damages to dunder mifflin <laughs> from the events of each week's episode of the office like, this is an hr claim this is just outright illegal this is harassment <laughs> that's amazing yeah there is arson in the office too there yeah. is though is it arson if you own the building Yes. I don't yes, think actually, yes, owns it is, the isn't it? That's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's, 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 that's insurance fraud, yeah, usually. Yeah, you're right. That is. <laughs> and, and no, I, Jake, Jacob, Jason, and I rewatched The Office a lot. Dwight does own the building in that episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Then we see Tom start to really freak out about money. He comes in and starts accusing everyone of taking his $9, and uh, he's clearly spiraling. So Anne takes him out to breakfast to calm him down. Well, so she actually kind of teaches him the wrong lesson here. She's like, the lesson Tom needs to learn here is he needs to find his swagger again, right? He's got to get his groove back and his confidence. It's not... You got a bunch of free labor from your friends and then didn't feed them or do anything or express any amount of gratitude to them, you sociopath. <laughs> well, particularly when literally Little Caesars exists for this purpose. Want to thank a bunch of friends for helping you out but not spend more than $8? Come to Little Caesars and get seven large pizzas. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to sponsor based on that promo, but we can check. <laughs> hey, as I think we noted in a previous episode, the founder or owner of Little Caesars paid Rosa Parks rent for most of the later years of her life. So as yeah. pizza chains go, that's right. a good one. Um, <laughs> Better than Godfathers. Given your choices. Yep. Uh, where are we? Um, uh, they are at breakfast. She gives him more money. Um... So I think that Tom is a savvy businessman. Without putting out a prospectus or even making an appeal, he completed a Series B round of 
early investment. So pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, it's... I, I feel like if if Parks and Rec happens ten years later, Tom goes on Shark Tank at some point in the show. I mean, or, I guess that's a net or network crossover, or whatever. But then they have like a mock Shark Tank. Or he develops an idea for a machine that can do like a thousand blood tests on just a single drop of blood. And, and yeah, things, things get grim from there. Things <laughs> go south. Yes. Well, for it's a wild ride. First they go great, and there's some generals and stuff who invest. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. much the peak. Yes. Um, I heard an, a thing on NPR about that actually. <laughs> Now it's too bad when it's true. <laughs> I have to bring it up. Um, the, okay, I I don't want to cancel Ben Wyatt because I don't want like Ben Wyatt. Well, we're not. But he, we're definitely not. But I don't know why there was something about him in this episode. I guess because he was annoying about how into Reston he was. But like something about the way that he's like oh, I'm just in love with this strange, passionate goofball of a woman. Like, I I don't know. I don't know. There was something about it that I just was like, there's just a lot of things that we could call Leslie, and I don't know that trying to be like, look at how zany she is, is like, it's just not my favorite. I realize this is the best episode because she is, like, pretty intense and bizarre. Yeah, in this yeah, episode, yeah. This might not so. be the one to take your stand on. <laughs> I know. That's why I said, that's why I, I qualified it. I don't actually want to cancel Ben Wyatt. Um, I, I'm sure I was just more annoyed with him for being too into Reston. His and man then, crush. Right. And then April and Andy hold an entire graduation ceremony for Burt Macklin because, dear God, they have so much time. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I don't really have anything else to say about it. Tom gets better, I guess, at the yeah, end. Yeah, he does. And, he definitely does. This is a much better Tom we dis- than we've been dealing with in previous seasons. And we discover Chris's stares yes. had a purpose after all. The, not one intended by Ron, clearly, but it worked out. Right. Guys, can you imagine somewhere on the internet there's uh, Ben Wyatt and Preston St. James fanfic? Because I feel like if this were, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer with whoever Joyce's friend was from that one episode, Pat. it's Pat. like roughly the equivalent. <coughs> there has to be. I mean, I firmly believe that there's fanfic for literally everything on the internet, so there must be here. I, I'm, I'm not going to go look for it. Wait, no, I, no, please, no. please don't send it to me on Twitter, guys. Please don't. No, no, here it is, like three or four five of them written by Catherine Bossy. <laughs> so weird. God, oh. that person needs to get a life. Uh, yep. Maybe I'll just write some, Jacob, just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Except that would be kind of weird, and I'm definitely no, not going to do that. But... No, and then Jacob and I can start a new podcast called Our Co-Host Wrote a Porno, where we read... <laughs> Your pornographic slash fiction about Ben and Reston and discuss it. I feel like it's going to be problematic for me at work when that comes out. This is why you use a pen name. Right. 
right. <laughs> Guys, is this our best episode we've ever done or our worst? Because it's definitely one of the two. This is the best episode we have done in 2020. I can tell you that. I, I will say, yeah. No, Kirk and I's last week was also week, month. Was month. Also it was, that was December 11th. <laughs> it was literally a month ago. <laughs> Oh man! And then work got really busy for some reason, <laughs> and yeah, yeah yes. Uh, all I right. Fe- I feel like there are things going on in both of our backyards right now. Um, Corn Anything else to say about this episode of Parks and Recreation? Oh no, no! I, I think we've established yeah, that. Hey, nice. We don't come there. close to. <laughs> we don't come close to passing the Bechdel test. No. Uh, yeah. No, we don't. That's all right. <laughs> Whatever. We were going to cancel Ben Wyatt, but eh, Bechdel test, who needs who it? Who cares? <laughs> okay. Uh, if you want to write to us and tell us to get our act together, you can email us at icetownclowns at gmail.com. You can go to Facebook, facebook.com slash icetownclowns. You can tweet at us at Icetown Clown Pod, or go to our website, www.icetownclowns.com. So next week, we have a little episode about Ron and Diane, so please watch that wherever you watch these episodes, hopefully legally, because it's literally literally available, like, everywhere. Until it gets pulled into Peacock, right? This is all going to just move to Peacock at some point. But if you have Comcast, I think you're going to get Peacock for free. So, yay. I I might not. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Yes. Well, otherwise, you could just buy it on DVD the way everybody did with Friends in a panic in the last week of 2019. Regardless, go watch that. And (laughs) while you're out there, leave us a review or something. Call in to your local public comment NPR show and tell them to check out this podcast. And how we, too, are calming when you listen to us and would be excellent NPR hosts. Uh, yeah. Thanks. I don't know how we do this anymore. <laughs> You've been listening to Ice Town Clowns for some reason. A podcast about <laughs> parks and recreation that we are at the end of. And that end, mercifully, is now. Jazz plus jazz equals jazz. <laughs> <laughs>